Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Ah, and welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Kentucky Guy. And I'm your other co-host, Donnie Cage. Ah, Mr. Cage, how goes it, my friend? Well, you know, here in the beautiful state of Philadelphia, it's been kind of hot, to be honest with the Kentucky Guy. How's everything down your way? Oh, it's it's really hot uh, over here in the Midwest as well, but that's uh, that's what you get in Kentucky this time of year. I kind of thought you Folks, lived in the south <laughs> southeast, but okay. <laughs> Folks, if you're uh, joining us for the first time, uh, we are on seventy three audio platforms, including Pandora, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We, uh, we release new episodes every Tuesday and Saturday normally, and also uh, Mr. Cage is the host of another podcast on YouTube. Where, uh, tell them all about the Uncaged Voice, sir. Yeah, thank you so much, Kentucky guys. So, yeah, myself, Jigsaw Jester, and Top Tier Rated, uh, we do uh, new episodes every week on our YouTube podcast channel, so be sure to check that out. We always have a lot of fun. We talk about current events, a little bit of sports, some wrestling sometimes. We even get into our personal relationship stuff. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a great podcast. Definitely give it a listen. Also, if you are into current events uh, related news and uh, politics, uh, check out the Red Pill Current News Podcast, which I also host in addition to Against the Mat. We always have some interesting guests on there from time to time. Yeah, great podcast to listen to. All right. Well, well, if you're uh, just tuning in to Against the Matt Wrestling Podcast, uh, I, I think the jig is up, Kentucky guy. I think we uh, put up the charade long, just long enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope we got a few of you. I'm looking for uh, some funny emails, even though Mr. Cage didn't give out our email address. It is oh, <laughs> Kentucky. 99 at yahoo.com. That's OL Kentucky, spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. Also, in the descriptions below, be sure to check out our social media links as well as merch links and all that good stuff. And we may have, may have some interesting news coming very shortly in the near future. Uh, Mr. Cage and I, myself, was on a call earlier, and we may be getting a new sponsor and possibly a new website. So, a lot of exciting things happening here on uh, Against the Mat. And we do drop two episodes here a week, as mentioned. 
And if you'd ever like to be a guest on the show, just feel free to email us. All right, so let's get started here. I think we're going to start off today with uh, this episode with uh, some results. And I know you're thinking, well, the last episode had SmackDown, Raw, Dynamite. What kind of results are you talking about, Kentucky guy, you crazy guy? Well, what about AEW collision results? Yeah. Now, so this collision was not as good, I didn't, in my mind, as good as the last three weeks. But it still had, it still whipped Rampage and was right up there with Dynamite. So I can't say too much about it. But, of course, CM Punk starts off the show. And uh, he starts off with a quote. I've got a big match tonight. There's some history that needs to be detailed. It's not just about me. It's not just about Joe. It's about everyone here in Heart Stampede Country. This is the biggest match. I cannot believe he says this. This is the biggest match of my career. If Joe kills me in a dream, he better wake up and apologize. Feels like the finals of the tournament, but it's not. I'd be looking past Hobbs and Starks, but tonight, history will be made. Mojo has said it, and he is right. 18 years. Uh, 18 years since I've been waiting in the ring with Samoa Joe. I've got missing teeth and scars because of this man. Bigger than me. Bigger than Joe. Bigger than Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. And that's Owen Hart. If it wasn't for Owen Hart, a lot of the locker room might be empty right now. I might not be here right now. None of us would be here if it was not for Owen Hart. I'm a hockey guy, and I know this is a hockey town, but I'm also not superstitious. I will touch the trophy, not because I deserve it, but because I will earn it. I cannot promise a victory. I have never beat Samoa Joe, and that's true. He had never pinned Samoa Joe or submitted him. But I believe, and one thing I can promise you is in the ring, win, lose, or draw, I will lose. I will leave everything in that ring for you, for me, for you sitting at home, and for Owen. So, here, here's my take on this. This is the first time CM Punk is not from Canada. This is the first time I've heard him talk, even mention Owen Hart's name. Now, I may be way off, and you guys can correct me. You also, Mr. Cage. I've never heard him talk about the Hart family. So, ever. And I watched this guy all through WWE, Ring of Honor, and everything. So if he's just putting on this show, because this is the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, guess what? That wouldn't surprise me one bit, because he's a loser. Your thoughts on that opening segment? Well, he summed up uh, their history. Him and Samoa Joe obviously talked very eloquently about Owen Hart and his legacy and how much of an impact he had on the lives of other wrestlers as well as himself. 
definitely did his job in getting people hyped up for the main event. So I will give him that. Um, as far as whether he's referenced the hearts in other promos, I can't think of one where he's done that, but I didn't really follow CM Punk during his Ring of Honor days. So I don't know if maybe back then he re referenced the Hart family at some point in a promo, or if this truly is the first time he's ever referenced them. The reason why I can say with confidence through Ring of Honor and Ed is because I was a CM Punk fan for a long time. Uh, like many of us listening to the program, uh, I was a huge CM Punk fan. I was actually, if you remember, very happy no matter what Warren, uh, Warren Marlowe would say uh, when CM Punk was coming back, I was one of the ones that were very excited about, about it. I went and took my daughter to see him live because she was a fan. So I've watched his matches. I've watched his promos. I've watched his pipe bombs. Never once have I heard him even mention the Hart family, let alone Owen. So just it's just odd, but it is... The perfect, the, it, it, it's CM Punk. It's something he would do. Okay, so on that Owen Hart uh, Foundation Men's Tournament semifinal match, we had Powerhouse Hobbs with QT versus Absolute Ricky Stark. QT got involved a few times in the match. The last time he got involved caused such a mix-up, it actually cost Powerhouse Hobbs the match. And your winner, Ricky Stark. Now, interesting enough, Powerhouse Hobbs knocked QT to the ground, and I'm pretty sure he was going to beat him to death if, that, uh, if the other members wouldn't have got involved and, and kind of kept him off of him. So is Powerhouse Hobbs now going to turn face, or what's happening? I did hear through the rumor mill that they're planning on doing a huge push for him i don't see it personally he's a big guy got a lot of muscles very strong but when you talk about athletic ability yeah i haven't seen this guy do a drop kick so i don't know your thoughts on that match sir well the right guy won i will say that i mean ricky starks my opinion has a bigger upside currently than powerhouse hobbs does powerhouse hobbs almost reminds me of like i mean not in terms of his ring gear but He's kind of, to me, like the equivalent to an Ahmed Johnson or an Ezekiel Jackson, uh, you know, back in WWE. Like, he's, you know, he's a big African-American wrestler. He's got a lot of muscle, a lot of power. But as far as athletic ability, eh, I, I don't know if he's really shown me enough that I'm that impressed. Um, I mean, he's certainly at least safer in the ring than Ahmed Johnson was. I mean, I remember he used to injure guys left and right when he would, when he would be in the ring. But, um... Yeah, as far as him getting a major push, uh, I mean, I don't really see it, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I thought he already had his push. He was the TNT champion for about three weeks. I mean, you know, that says something. Yeah, I've just never been, uh, heel or face, I've just never been a fan of his. Even when he was uh, a part of the Taz team, I, I just, I don't know. I just never did it. I never digged it. I, and how can you even talk about giving that guy a push? When his former uh, uh, Taz, uh, <laughs> his buddy that was on Taz's team as well, Brian Cage, and not give that guy. That guy can do anything. 
and he's got the physique or a better physique than Powerhouse Hobbs, and he's athletic. He can jump. He can he can do all sorts of stuff. And you don't push him. He's putting everybody over. Yeah, you got a title around him, but it's a trios champion for Ring of Honor. I just I don't get it. Uh, then we had House of Black. Julia Hart was in the ring. She wrestled. Uh, Brody King was outside. She wrestled Bambi Hall. I don't know who Bambi is, but it doesn't matter because Julia Hart looked freaking awesome in this match. She It was a squash match, in my opinion, and she plays her part. She never breaks character. She plays this part. Without, this is the best thing that could ever happen to her career. She wasn't going anywhere with the varsity guys, varsity blondes. She wasn't going anywhere with Brian Pillman or, or any of those guys. And this this move right here, she's, man, this is the second time I've seen her actually in a match under, under the House of Black character. And I'm here for it. I think she did great. Your thoughts? Yeah, Julie is definitely a breakout star and has been showing a lot of improvement. I agree with you 100%. She and the Varsity Blondes were never really going to go anywhere. So she had to go take this step in her career. She had to join the House of Black, take on this new character, and she is really, really sold. Yeah, yeah I was uh, very, uh, very happy. Uh, that was one uh, I paid close attention. I know that you guys know that I, I don't pay that close attention to uh, female matches, but I paid close attention because she impressed me so much in her first match, so she's even better this match. And then we had the AEW World Tag Team Champions, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood. Uh, they went against, it was an untitled match versus the Bullet Club Gold, Switchblade, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. This kind of shocked me a little bit, but straight up, fair and square, your winner... Switchblade Jay White and Juice Robinson. Bullet Club Gold. That's twice now they've beat FTR. Uh, they definitely deserve a title match. And they talked about it. FTR is going to give it to give it to them. Now, here's the thing, Tony Khan. Don't mess up like so many of your predecessors and other promotions. Let the Bullet Club win these two matches and then book them to lose when it's important and the title's on the line. That's a mistake. Jay White, I don't, I don't really know how you, how you even landed Jay White. I thought for sure he was going to go to the WWE, the, especially the way he sees they treated uh, Cody Rhodes. So you got him. Man, you've got to do something there. You're, we're talking uh, TV, uh, former uh, New Japan tel television champion, world champion, uh, the uh, – United States champion. He held that belt. You just, you got to do something with them. You can't let them be out there just to try to push Juice Robinson over all the time. So, and when they face for the title, FTR, I think, uh, I think, in my opinion, we should see new champions. And I like FTR, but it's Jay White, man, Switchblade. Your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that it was. Basically a clean victory for the heels in this case. But, uh, I mean, I'm a fan of Bull Club Gold, and I agree. You know, they're 
two, they're two great talents who won multiple titles when they were over in New Japan. There's no reason not to push both of these guys in uh, AEW. And if FTR were to drop the belts to them, honestly, it, it wouldn't be a major loss. Um, because FTR has already proven themselves over and over again as a great tag team. you, you gotta you got to change things up every now and then. And having Jay White and Juice Robinson as the tag team champions could be really good for the promotion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot. I almost forgot. Juice Robinson was a IWCP world champion. So now you have two world champions on the same team. Well, he was the U.S. champ. Uh, Jay White was the world heavyweight champ in New Japan. Right, but didn't Juice uh, beat somebody when he first joined Bullet Club and became the world champion, I thought? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Then it was announced that next Saturday, immediately following Collision, it will be AEW Battle of the Belts. Featuring TNT champ Luchasaurus, <laughs> Luchasaurus or Christian Cage, debatable, uh, defending against Sean Spears, number ten. So, and that's the only that's the only match announced so far for that. I don't see Christian Cage letting that title go to anybody but himself. So, I think Luchasaurus. I'll pick him to win that match. Action Andretti. Versus a returning, ring-rusted Scorpio, Scorpio Sky. And he still can't win a match. <laughs> Action Andretti. So, and you know what? I'm okay with that. He got one over on Chris Jericho. I was ticked off about it then. I'm ticked off about it now. It's just comical now how many matches he loses. Anyways, your thoughts on those two, sir? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you as far as the, uh, the TNT title match that's coming up. Uh, I, I'm actually a big fan of Sean Spears. I feel like he wasn't fully utilized when he was in NXT and WWE. He had a gimmick that was really over. And I know when he first came to AEW, they had put him in the pinnacle group. And he had Tully Blanchard as his manager. And I thought that that was a way for him to kind of reinvent himself. But then they said, well, no, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let's just go back to the Perfect Ten gimmick. Which I think was a good idea, except Sean Spears isn't really on television that often. So, if you're not going to do enough to build him up as a serious contender, then I'm not going to believe he stands a chance. Um, So, no, I mean, Luchasaurus is probably going to retain. Yeah, Scorpio Sky, always good to see him back on television. I'm not surprised that he picked up a win over Action Andretti. Seems like they're just... You know, having this kid pay his dues right now is basically what it is. You know, he scored that big upset victory on Chris Jericho, but now he has to pay his dues. He's got to take some losses, and who knows, maybe his luck will turn around eventually. But, uh, yeah, right now, yeah, right now it's about highlighting the, the wrestlers who are already proven stars. Yeah, and just to correct my, uh, my uh, previous statement, Juice Robinson... Uh, has not been the world heavyweight champion of New Japan, but he is a three-time United States heavyweight champion. And also he had the tag team belts with uh, David Finley. So I just wanted to correct that. I was wrong about that. I don't know why I, I thought he was the world champion, but you're right. That was during the same time that uh, Switchblade should have had the belt. So, yeah. Okay. And let's see here. So, oh, the... 
main event, CM Punk versus Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe. And guess what? Here's my shock face. They let CM Punk win. CM Punk gets a sneaky pin, they call it, <laughs> and pins Samoa Joe for the first time ever in his career. Now, Samoa Joe got up, acted like he was going to be a good sport about it, and then he did what he should have done and choked CM Punk out. I do not think that this rivalry is over. I'm okay with this rivalry because it was great during Ring of Honor, some of the best matches uh, that to date that I've seen. The only thing is, why are they really going to let him come back and win this tournament? It just doesn't. I mean, it's him and him or Ricky Starks, the Rock wannabe. So I don't know. I don't know your thought. That was a good main event, and I agree with you. It shouldn't. This shouldn't be a one and done. They have too much history for it to just be over after one match. Um, so Joe attacking him after the match was a way to continue that feud. As far as who's going to win the Owen Hart tournament, well, I hate to disappoint Ricky Starks fans, but I'm getting that sinking feeling that CM Punk is going to win it all. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't be upset if Ricky Starks won. He could he could use a huge victory like this over a guy who, again, has been a proven star in the industry. You know, I'm not saying he's not a major head case or an egomaniac or anything like that, but he still is a proven name in the business. And if Ricky Starks beats him, that's his stock goes up automatically. So d d choose your winner of this uh, Owen Hart tournament very carefully, Tony Khan. Yeah, and I'll tell you, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, here's the thing. How do you go from Adam Cole winning it last year to now CM freaking Punk? I just, that's Tony Khan and AEW for you. Fanboy, Tony Khan. All right, so let's get into news and rumors around the water cooler. So I'm going to start off with the first headline, and then we'll let you do two of them, Mr. Cage. And we'll go from there. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. In the headlines again, Bray Wyatt is still waiting to be medically cleared for his WWE return. Fans will need to remain patient regarding Bray Wyatt's return to WWE television after being sidelined for the last several months. It was previously reported that in March that Wyatt was dealing with an illness. His storyline, which included Alexa Bliss and Bo Dallas as Uncle Howdy, was stopped when he disappeared from television. This caused WWE to scrap plans for Wyatt to wrestle Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania 39. A few months ago, Wyatt was seen out in public and seemed to be in good spirits. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightville Select reported that Wyatt is still not medically clear to make an in-ring return. The report uh, noted that one WWE higher-up told them that White is still sidelined and not cleared for action. We're told that he's still awaiting clearance and hopeful 
for return whenever that occurs. Uh, Fightful added that they've not heard any significant creative plans for White in recent months because of his status. Yeah, and they're not going to hear about it until they didn't hear about uh, hear about it when he first came. These they keep Bray Wyatt very close to the chest, and I I hope they learn that they kept it too close to the chest with the Uncle Howdy and what they were doing there, dragging that on way too long. And hopefully they've learned their lesson. It's a shame that he had to get sick for them to learn this lesson, but fans are over it, and I'm sure Triple H and the creative team knows all about it. Your thoughts on that headline, sir? Oh man. I'll tell you, it's just like every other week it's like we're hearing, well, there's rumors that he might come back. Now the rumor is, no, he's still not cleared. Now then the next rumor is, well, we hear that uh, they might be bringing the Fiend back. And then it's, oh, don't get your hopes up yet. He might be, I don't know what to think anymore, Kentucky guy. Um, You know, this, this guy could have had a combination of illness and an injury that kept him out of the ring. We'll probably never know the full truth. Um, Just, I'll believe that Bray Wyatt's going to come back when I actually physically see him on my television screen. I believe the, not to interrupt, but I believe the illness may be mental, maybe a mental illness. I, I, I would not be surprised. I've read those rumors as well over the, uh, over the last several months. Yeah, and we both know that he has a history in that as well. So uh, I just, because uh, the way they, they're wording it, uh, it's not an injury, it's an illness, it's always been called an illness, and, you know, if it was mono or the flu or COVID, they would come out and say it, because they have for other wrestlers, so when they just call it an illness, I just, I, I think it's mental issues, mental health issues, and you know yep. what, if you're dealing with that, that's very, very serious, I've lost good yep. friends over the years to that, take your time, come back whenever you want to, man, just make sure uh-huh. your mind's right. All right, sir, you've got the next two. All right. AEW's Eddie Kingston wins the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) New Japan Pro Wrestling held its Strong Independence Day event back on July 4th and 5th in Japan, with both shows airing on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. The AEW star, Eddie Kingston, beat Kenta to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship. Kingston first made his promotional debut back on November 27, 2021, teaming with John Moxley to face Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. This past May, at NJPW Resurgence, Kingston issued a challenge to whoever is the Strong Openweight Champion for a future title shot. Kenta had held the title for 44 days after beating Hikuleo uh, for it at Resurgent. So, yeah. Eddie Kingston is now a title holder in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I guess we'll just give these titles out like candy to anybody. Um, look, I've said before that I'm not an Eddie Kingston fan. Probably it's because my sample size of his work is very small, but I don't know, man. People treat him like he's the equivalent to a Tommy Dreamer or a Terry Funk or a Mick Foley. 
And I'm just like, I, I, I just don't, I just don't buy it. I don't think this guy's good enough to lick any of their wrestling boots personally. So I, I do have a sample size on them. I seen them. I seen them in Ring of Honor when he came in as a fat young guy. This guy's never cared enough about the business to get in shape. And some of you might be saying, what about Kevin Owens or Kevin Stein? Uh, yeah, look at him now. He's in shape. And every time he's needed to drop weight for a match, he's done it. This guy has never cared. He just, I cannot believe that I'm very disappointed in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I cannot believe they put, I don't care if it is just a strong style title. What the heck are you guys thinking? Even letting him win that match, let alone wear a belt. A wear a belt that describes your company. New Japan Pro Wrestling is supposed to be the king of strong style. Um, unbelievable. I just, that's how come I uh, interrupted you when you were reading the headline. I was like, what? He won a title? This guy, he's never, I mean, I watched CM Punk carry this guy in Ring of Honor and tried to make him a star. And it was a joke. It was a joke. Okay. All right, sir. Let's see. You got one more? Yes, I do. All right. Um, Vince McMahon was seen backstage at WWE SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. McMahon's presence backstage was not a shock since Madison Square Garden is considered to be WWE's home arena, and New York City is not too far from the company headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. McMahon has continued to run things remotely for most of this year, but has only been backstage for a few shows. Um, yeah, so that's that's really the, that's the full headline there. Um, but again, this has led to more speculation that Vince is... Putting his uh, putting his claws basically into the creative, and we've read a bunch of headlines that have led us to believe that he is making a lot of changes to the shows, Raw and SmackDown, and that's concerning to me because I thought we were told over and over again, Triple H is calling the shots. He's got creative control, and doesn't doesn't sound like it's that way to me. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I read something where they're trying to figure out how to stop him. But as more, as we get closer to this merger being 100% official and done, and I know a lot of you are saying, well, you know, they've already announced it. Okay, they did, but it's still not. Like, all the, all the I's haven't been dotted and all the T's haven't been crossed. So there's always a chance. And they're not being advertised on UFC yet. So that tells me there that there's still something going on there. Anyways, it's supposed to happen by the end of the year. So when that fully, because that CEO of Endover, I don't know if you had a chance to watch that press conference with him and Vince McMahon. Those guys are like in love with each other. I mean, oh my goodness, the praises were nonstop. So when it gets to that, let's just be honest. You're not getting rid of Vince McMahon. You're going to get a whole lot more of him. And he's going to do what what he wants to do. Unless Triple H can somehow uh, get a meeting with these guys and say, hey, look at our ratings, you know. And these guys aren't stupid. They, they, they didn't make the, all the money that they've made and got where they are by being stupid. They know that he's bad for business, Vince is. But 
does he make enough, does he make up the badness and revenue by his name and the other things he's doing? If it does, they'll just take a, they'll, they'll take a loss there to, trust me, these guys are worried about money. They're not worried about uh, the WWE or the fans. They're worried about money. You can tell that just by that press conference and, uh, I don't know. It's going to be a bumpy ride, I think. All right, so let's see. I've got the next one here. Advertised WWE Raw match may not be happening tonight. By the way, today's Monday. <laughs> uh, it looks like a change has been made to tonight's WWE Monday Night Raw card. Prior to today, uh, WWE was advertising Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark for tonight's broadcast. However, the match is no longer listed on the preview page on WWE.com. No one, no word yet on why the match is not listed, and it's po- and it's possible that an injury or creative change is the reason why it's no longer listed. But I've got an update now on this, and I went ahead and added it to it. The match was quietly removed from WWE's website uh, per Sean Ross. Because Lynch is currently not clear, Becky Lynch is not clear to wrestle. The good news is, is that Lynch is not dealing with a major injury and it's still possible that she could be cleared by tonight. If that happens, then the match could still go on schedule. If not, then it would likely be moved to a later date. But they're still advertising the following for tonight's broadcast. Let's take a look at that. Cody Rhodes will be will deliver a special message for Brock Lesnar. Ricochet and Logan Paul will meet face to face. I'm sure they're probably going to be setting up their SummerSlam match. Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle will team up and face Imperium. Uh, Ciampa will face The Miz in a no disqualification match. The Alpha Academy will throw a graduation ceremony for Maxine Dupree. Okay, so here's the thing. None of that interests me. There's <laughs> They better be adding a lot more. Mat- None of that at all interests me. I could care less about the uh, McIntyre-Riddle match, uh, Chomp and Miz. Yeah, of course, but I don't, I don't want that to be the only good thing on there. I, I, none of, none of, I don't want to see a stupid graduation. <laughs> Your thoughts? Come on, come on, come on, Kentucky guy. Maxine Dupree looked pretty good in her debut. We gotta, uh, you know, show some recognition for her graduating from the Alpha Academy. Hey, uh, I told you that she's a LA Knight's sister in real life, right? I I believe you did. Yes. Also, do you know what Kevin Knight, uh, Kevin Nash, called LA Knight the other day? <laughs> Uh, did he call him like a, a, a ripoff of the rock or something? A generic ripoff of the rock. Wow. Wow. All right. Uh, any, uh, any thoughts on that headline, sir? Uh, well, you know, injuries happen. And as long as, uh, the man is not out for a long period of time, you know, it won't be, it won't be too, too much of a loss. Um, but. You know, like I said, hopefully it hopefully it is just a minor injury, and maybe she'll only miss a week or two at most. But of course, this means they're going to have to try to stretch the story out for her eventual match with Zoe Stark, and then 
her eventual rematch with Trish Stratus, which hopefully that will mark the end of that feud. Even with I feel stretched out a lot. Too long. You're absolutely right. Even with the Zoe Stark and uh, Becky Lynch match on Raw, that that lineup still sucks. Or am I wrong? Oh. Well, wait, isn't there a Seth Rollins-Dominic Mysterio match also taking place? It's not advertised on their main, you know, card yet. Huh. Wait a minute. What I, I heard. Seth Rollins and who? Dominic Mysterio. Oh, they just wrestled a couple of Rawls ago. Oh, that, that's never stopped WWE before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they haven't announced it yet, so. But anyways, that card... Uh, and they never put out their full card before the show. I know some of you, I can see the emails already. I know, yeah. I know they never do that. I'm just saying what they've got so far that they're showing, the hand that they're showing sucks. <laughs> All right, let's see. And this is my, this is actually my last headline uh, for this episode. Spoiler on six matches planned for the WWE SummerSlam. Coming out of WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, it is clear what will be the main event for WWE SummerSlam. If you have been keeping up with the storylines, some other matches seem to have been set up for SummerSlam as well. Meltzer confirmed today that the top six matches will involve names such as Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Logan Paul, and Cody Rhodes. The six matches planned are as follows. Roman Reigns defending his Universal Undisputed Universal Championship against Jey Uso. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. And that should be the end of that feud right then and there. Whoever wins that, let's move on. Asuka versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Women's Championship. Ooh, that could be a good match. Gunther, oh my God. Are they really letting this guy fight for this title? Versus Drew McIntyre for the Aaron Connell Championship. That's, uh, he, didn't, he can't even lace Gunther's boots. And then uh, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna uh, Baszler in their grudge match. So, by the way, I added the term grudge match to it. Uh, so, six decent matches. I will say that. Six decent matches for SummerSlam. I look for a few more. They've got room for more. A few more to be added. Now, by the way, you don't have your world champion on there. Seth Rollins in a match. That's got to happen. So that's one that will be added. And you don't have your uh, undisputed tag team champions. You're not going to let them wrestle for the belt in two pay-per-views in a row? They didn't defend their titles of Money in the Bank. What are we doing here? You need to get them on the card. Anyways. Something that I noticed with Roman Reigns, uh, and then I'll turn it over to you, that I almost fell off my chair laughing when I figured it out. So here you have, <laughs> you have Asuka gets a new belt, trades her old belt. Rhea Ripley gets a new belt, trades her old belt. <laughs> Roman Reigns gets a new belt, and now he's carrying all three belts. <laughs> I didn't realize that till the other day. He's not. He's carrying all three. Paul Heyman's carrying two, and then he's wearing the new belt. Classic tribal. I love it. It's just hilarious. 
Anyway, sir, your <laughs> your thoughts on the headline? Well, yeah, I mean, just to comment on the belts thing, I mean, that that's why pe people have a run and joke about it. They're like, oh, it's just a matter of time before Roman wins another title and has four belts to carry around. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks to be a pretty stacked card overall at SummerSlam. Most of these matches were predictable. We knew they were going to happen. Um, I agree. You've got to put your tag team champions on the card. You've got to put your world heavyweight champion on the card. You've got to find room for the U.S. title. I mean, I mean, all of your major titles should be defended at SummerSlam. It's one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year. So, um, you know, it's it's shaping up, and they still have several weeks to, uh, to, to, to promote it. So, I mean, clock's ticking, though. So they, they, they got to get on it. I agree, and uh, SummerSlam is your uh, is that you guys advertise it as your next pay per view to WrestleMania. Like it's your WrestleMania only in the summertime is how you. This not me. This is not Mr. Cage. This is how WWE has always uh, booked this pay per view and and promoted it to us. So yeah, you got your time's running out. Uh, okay, sir, go ahead and hit us with one last headline, and then we'll call it a show. All right, let's bring this one up. So, backstage news on CM Punk pitching to be in the AEW Blood and Guts match. Oh, Lord. Yes, a feud he's had absolutely no involvement in, he's pitching to be involved in. Since working the new weekly Saturday night AEW collision on TNT, the best in the world has had some extremely positive crowd reactions, such as the one in his hometown of Chicago. He has also seen some extremely negative crowd reactions, such as many of those that he experienced in Canada the last couple of weeks. Apparently, his popularity is similar behind the scenes in AEW right now. Fightful.com is reporting that, a that a CM Punk pitched to be included in the AEW Blood and Guts match on the July 19th episode of Dynamite from the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. The Second City Saint pitched being the fifth man for the Blackpool Combat Club, which currently consists of John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Konosuke Takeshita, and one additional mystery member to take on the Elite, which would be Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and one mystery partner of theirs. Punk's idea was reportedly shot down because both teams apparently had little to no interest in aligning with the pro wrestling legend for this particular bout. Why am I not surprised by that? <laughs> and once again, this is CM Punk trying to make it all about him, even though his character has had no interaction with any of these guys that are involved in this uh, match, on camera at least. Um, I mean, he certainly has a history in storyline with John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page, but he's really had no on-screen interaction with the elite, the rest of the elite, I should say, or the other members of the Blackpool Combat Club. And plus, he still has the, the backstage heat with the elite. So <laughs> I, I, I don't see how this would work out for him regardless. You put him in that match, and okay... He's a, he's a snake in the grass. Uh, he's a he's a he's whatever. He is smart, and I'll tell you why. You put him in that match, he gets himself in that match. 
And it looks like all that backstage drama that really happened with the Young Bucks and Paige, or in, in Omega, I mean, uh, it looks like that's all squashed, and some of it's a shoot now. You see what I mean? So it is smart. I see what he's trying to do. But no, no, no. And I'm glad the Blackpool Combat Club. I don't think the Young Bucks would have wrestled in the match. I'm telling you, the Young Bucks are going to leave AEW because of CM Punk. Mark it down. I've had people tell me this, that they were afraid of it, and these guys would never say anything even close to that if they hadn't heard it from the horse's mouth somehow. So, yeah. So they would have they never wrestled that match. But, uh, yeah, sir, that's all I've got for this episode. How about yourself? That is all for me, Kentucky guy. All right, folks. So you've been listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. With your host, hostess, Donnie Cage, and the Kentucky guy, or the Kentucky guy and Donnie Cage. You never know which one will be which. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for, li- for listening to the show. Remember that we have other episodes out there that you can listen to as well. And we're not going to make you listen to just this one. When you get done listening to this one, you can listen to another and another and another free of charge. But as always, thank you so much for listening. God bless, and God bless America. Thank you guys so much.